North-South Connection, welcome back to the Temple and welcome back to Linking Up Luchas. I'm your host, Logan Crosland, and tonight we will continue to look at the characters, matches, and drama that Lucha Underground has to offer. Uh, let me now bring in my co-host for the night, Jennifer Smith. How are you doing tonight? I'm excited, Logan. I love the Temple, and I love you guys, and I'm ready to link up some Luchas. Yeah, let's do some Lincoln. Um, and uh, despite the fact that uh, Monday Night Raw is in his hometown, Jacob Williams mm. is with us. How you doing, Jake? Fuck a Raw. We got some lucha to talk about. <laughs> damn link right. Up. Damn right. Yeah, that's correct. Um, yeah, you had the opportunity, but of course you wanted to talk to us instead. Uh, that, that was totally your reasoning, not the fact that it's, it's, it's a Monday night and you have school tomorrow. <laughs> correct. Um, yeah. Um, but tonight we'll be looking at the uh, Lucha Underground episodes from May 20th and May 27th, 2015. Uh, but before we get to our episodes for the night, I will talk to both of you about what we th- thought about, what me and Schiff talked about last time, maybe if you watched it, what, what you thought of, uh, what you saw. But uh, Jenny, what did you think of the episodes we discussed last time? Um, that was a great episode and so happy to have Schiff back um, talking about some of the stuff. And um excited for when Sean and Schiff can be back on an episode together. Oh, just for a minute. But I think the biggest thing is um old dude going through the uh the window, the boss man's window, um in a pretty great spot. Who was that? Mundo and uh, uh Alberto. Alberto, yes. Yeah, fuck Alberto. I mean, I'm not a big <laughs> Mundo fan, but like, fuck him. So, um, I hope he's gone for a little bit. I'm I'm ready to be over him. Um, what else do we have? Hernandez turning on Puma. Did that happen in that episode? Uh, yeah, it happened in the first episode we talked about. Okay. Last time. Uh, yeah. Um, we we kind of called that. I uh, Conan. Apparently, it seems to be on Puma's side and and doing the big fuck you to Hernandez, but I feel distrustful of that. Not sure Mm. how how you guys read read that. I got you. Um, Jake, what'd you think? Uh, Yeah, glad to see Schiff back. I'll be very happy when we have the the father and child reunion, as uh, (laughs) Paul Simon was saying. Yeah, the window was like the main thing. It seemed like on all these episodes, they're starting to give us like one, like, um, holy shit spot to kind of remember, which is wise by them, I think. Um, mm-hmm. especially as it's a more modern show, you know, when the uh the Twitter and all that is a thing by this point. So, they you could tell they're doing a good job of like making some very gift worthy spots on these shows, which is cool. There's a lot of Mundo and um, a lot of Mundo and Alberto drama going on, a little bit of cool down episodes, uh, because they got to ramp it down before they ramp it up for the A squad. Uh, it was <laughs> me and Jenny, so you right. Um, I'm looking, f- I- I'm looking forward to uh, and the the window apparently is uh you know just a warm up for what we're going to see that was not a one off as uh, <laughs> as we'll see mm-hmm. in our episodes mm-hmm. but we got some crazy shit happen on ours um i'm excited to talk about it yeah well I, if anything if any favoritism is blamed uh we, we will we do both have a uh, davari match on the last episode and this episode so we do get there you a go. little bit of shit thrown for in real. there with the, with the good he stuff sucks. yeah i was just gonna mention how much he sucked. Um, mm-hmm. Not a fan. 
Well, yeah, we'll talk about him uh, in a match that we have coming up. But the only other real thing that happened in the last episodes, we had Jack Evans debut. Um, he had a pretty good match with Aerostar. And then we got the introduction of the uh, Aztec medallions that will kind of have matches for, oh, yeah, um, throughout the uh, the coming months up as we lead into Ultima Lucha at the end of the season. Uh, there are going to be seven medallions, and it seems like at some point in the in the future we'll have a match where all of them will somehow be combined uh, into something, and uh, that person will have all of the power, according to Dario, at least. So um, that's pretty much, other than the stuff that y'all mentioned, that's pretty much all that happened on the last one. What, what uh, do we think about that? <laughs> the medallions? Um, I, I think it's a cool concept, but uh, it kind of makes the world title seem a little like not, not lesser than, but it seems like it's almost better than the world title because it seems like you're going to have like this great power. I, I will have to see what it becomes, but um, it, it definitely seems like it, it's kind of one of those wait and sees. I, you you kind of don't know what it's going to be yet, so it, it's. Um, okay. Kind of a strange thing to kind of put up with a world title. But Jake, what do you think about that? I, I thought Schiff hit the nail on the head. I think they should have just fully committed and done the medallions instead of the belts. I thought that would have been a cool like mm-hmm. twist and kind of fit this universe and like I'm very like make them very like extra and opulent, you know, like everything <laughs> on here. And I yeah, thought yeah, that yeah. would be cool. So I agree with Schiff on that point. That would have been a cool twist. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a weird way to go, but. uh it, it, it'll play out, and I, I think y'all will enjoy how it kind of works out, but um, okay. we'll, we'll get to that uh, as we move forward. Um, like I said, towards, I think, Ultima Lucha is kind of when that comes to a head, so we'll see um, when that happens, but um, we're about 10 episodes away from that, so we're not going to worry about that right now, um, but we'll start tonight with uh, episode number 28. It's titled Shoots and Ladders. Um, we opened the episode with Dario's conversation uh, with Marty uh, outside the temple a few weeks ago. Uh, Hernandez and Puma's rivalry, Davari and Tejano's interactions, and then team dysfunction and the crew's uh, kind of rivalry that's been building throughout the last few weeks. Um, we still have Sergio, Sergio Mendoza playing us in, uh, and Vamp and Stryker get us super excited for the night ahead, and they bring us to our first match, which is going to be Prince Puma and Marty the Moth making his debut. Um, we get a nice uh, handshake and hug to start the match. Mm. Uh, Marty seems to want a uh, selfie or some kind of picture uh, before he absolutely crushes uh, Puma with a clothesline. Um, he pounds him with some more punches in the corner and then hits a drop kick off a whip. Uh, continues pounding him with strikes before Puma hits a springboard kick. Uh, Puma then continues to pepper him with his own strikes. Missed on a charge in the corner and Marty hits another big clothesline and a drop kick. Uh, Marty then goes for a moonsault, but takes way too much time, uh, and Puma gets his uh, knees up. Puma then hits a Trouble in Paradise kick, a Blue Thunder Bomb, and then hits the 630 for the win. And then Hernandez comes out to the top of the stairs. Uh, Conan grabs a mic, calls him a sorry son of a bitch, says Puma will take on him and his baby nuts right now if he comes to the ring. And then Hernandez thinks about it for a second, but ultimately backs away and says he'll be it'll be done on his time. So, uh, Jenny, what did you think of this opener and the kind of the Hernandez-Conan interaction? Boy, um, this had real 2015 NXT TV <laughs> energy. Uh-oh. Um, in oh, that boy. you had this kind of off-the-wall character. And I say off-the-wall because he is acting like a moth, especially grinding up against the super hot announcer lady and flapping his arms like a moth. 
mm-hmm. against her. It was very, very uncomfortable to watch. Automatic hatred for this motherfucker. Like, step <laughs> up off her. Like, I was just like, wanted to shove him off of her. Anyway, um, just thought all that was weird. <laughs> and then you get this big, huge Puma entrance. Like, this is the champ. This is the champ. And I start getting very confused. Why the fuck is this match happening? Why <laughs> is Puma fighting the Mothman? <laughs> and then they're having a real match. They're treating it like a real match. Like, it's mm-hmm. not a squash. They're, like, fighting for an uncomfortable amount of time. You had to pull out the 630 <laughs> and squash the mom. You had to smush him real good. No. <laughs> no. It's a no for me. Like, God damn, this was annoying as fuck to watch. I did not enjoy it at all. Dud. It's no. Yikes. It's no. I guess. Hernandez well. coming out made it worse. It doesn't matter. No, fuck off. Like, <laughs> I just, I, I was insulted. I don't know. You didn't enjoy Conan calling him baby nuts. God. I don't enjoy anything that man says. He needs to shut the fuck up. All right, Jake. Sprinkle in some positivity. I'm just kidding. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> I can call him a sorry son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. It's like a rare in-ring promo. I noticed, too. I think because I'm not used to seeing him in Lucha Underground. Mm-hmm. But like that they Like, they actually did this out in the ring and then some backstage thing was kind of different than what they normally do but yeah I, I, not quite the burial jenny has but i have some of the same gripes like um marty the moth he, he seems very out of place in this world like mm-hmm. uh he's like a goofy corny character which i guess is what they're going for but they've done goofy corny characters that have worked a lot better like fuck whole team dysfunction were kind of goofy corny characters for a while now like they're our faves so mm-hmm. um they've executed that much better um but uh, like Puma again, even in like which should probably be an enhancement match, he's getting outsmarted by Marty the fucking moth. Why he like clotheslines yeah. him? Like he yeah. looks like a goober. He should just come in, which they do kind of get to by the end. Like I thought the springboard kick was good, and that's why I'm a little higher. I did think eventually by the end of it, Puma did get to showcase his stuff, but I feel like it should have been all that. Like just get him out here, dominate Marty the moth. He's the biggest dumbass that's shown up in Lucha Underground. Puma's the champion. Like, just let him beat his ass yeah. and look awesome. Like, so I still end up giving like a star just because I thought Puma did look good. But yeah, could have been executed much better. Yeah, I, yeah, I definitely agree. It, it should have been much more of a squash than it ended up being. So. Um, yeah, I, I'll agree with Jake and go one star. I won't quite give it a Dutsky, but um, yeah, it definitely should have been a bit all week, all cowards. A bit of a bit of a more dominating performance for sure. So um, I get I get the gripes for sure. Um, but we'll move on from there to uh, interview with the Vampiro. Uh, he's with <laughs> Johnny Mundo. Um, he asked him why he oh. did what he did. He asked him why he did what he did last week. Uh, Mundo says he has come to prove that he's the best, and he's uh, done a great job of that so far. Says there's a lot of talent uh, here, but says none of them are as good as him. Vampton says he's ignoring the question, so he asks him the same question again. Mundo says he's known Alberto for a long time, and he did what he did to make a statement. Vamp doesn't buy it, says he thinks he's jealous. Uh, Mundo says he doesn't like that Alberto strolled in and got opportunities that should have been his as someone who has busted his ass since day one of this company. Says Alberto got put through the window and he's not concerned with him anymore. 
says uh, he doesn't care about his accolades or his heritage. Mundo is the best wrestler in Lucha Underground, and this is his world. He then says, we already knew that, and follows it with the signature Alberto Wink right after he says that to kind of make fun of him. So, uh, Jake, what do you think of the interview with a vampiro here? All right. So, I actually thought uh, I thought Mundo was better than he has been, which is a low bar because I typically really have not been a fan of his character stuff. But I thought here, um, like Vamp asked him why he wants to know why he put him through the window. Uh, like I thought he sounded a lot more natural than he uh, than he has in other interviews. Like mm-hmm. he didn't have that like stilted way of talking quite as much. He's yeah. leaning a little more heelish or at least tweenerish, like um, crap on Alberto, which is a, this is like a weird feud because I don't know if either one of these guys has really been established as I guess Mudo's kind of been a face, but they're both a little bit in between. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like the only reason Moon does a face is because, like, we know who he is, <laughs> like, because notoriety is what's supposed to make him a face. But, uh, like, I thought, like, he had some fire in this. And it was, like, more of the good kind of cheesy or more entertaining kind of cheesy than what he's had in the past. Like, he's playing it up with the wink and all this dumb shit. Like, I don't know. I felt this was better than his typical promo. So I felt like this was a positive change for him. But, again, that's because I generally really don't like his stuff. And this, I thought, was all right. Yeah, he, he, he didn't seem much, uh, as much of, like, a forced dude, bro, like he usually is. Mm-hmm. So. Right. Um, but, Jenny, what do you think? I'll give you that he seemed a bit more naturally when he spoke. But it was kind of offset by the fact that he's shirtless and jeans uh, <laughs> during this interview. So, really hard for me to, like, take him seriously because like just put a fucking shirt on bro um <laughs> and then vampiro is so he's so wiggly and jumpy in his seat and he's like such a <laughs> terrible interviewer he's just like he's really looking bad at his, looking at his stuff like he just, i don't know just the way he asked questions is annoying <laughs> as fuck like i don't know it was awful i was uh, i mean mundo may have may have had a good few moments in there but it was largely offset by his giant arms i would like to think uh vampiro doesn't actually have words on that clipboard or whatever it is he there's just nothing a- on there <laughs> scribbling shit <laughs> Yeah, it's, the questions um, are in crayon that's, that's yeah. what it really is and he like Mundo never wears a shirt i don't know no, no shirt. No shirt. Alberta and Alberto won't take his shirt off. It's a perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It, it's the <laughs> ultimate rivalry. Um, no, no shirt can contain the uh, abs that uh, Johnny Mundo has. That's right. what it really is. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Vamp continues to be an awful uh, interviewer, and um, yeah, I, I thought Mundo sounded a little better there. Like, like, kind of like Jake said, he didn't sound as forced as he usually does. So. Um, definitely, definitely thought it was, came across better. Uh, and I, at the how he works his match that so we'll talk about eventually, I think is a good direction for him as well. But we'll get mm-hmm. to that. Um, but we get another backstage scene. We get uh, Dario with the crew uh, in his office. Talks to them about how the leaders of the Aztec tribes uh, performed sacrifices as offerings to the gods. Says tonight the crew needs to do the same to Team Dysfunction, or he and the gods will be very disappointed and will have n- no problem sacrificing the crew. 
So he uh, really, really lays down the law, uh, throws down the gauntlet, says if they don't win the titles tonight, that uh, something bad's going to happen to him. So I'm sure, uh, he only means that figuratively, right? I mean, uh, yeah, well, uh, hopefully. Uh, but Jake, what do you think of that little interaction? Yeah, it was fine. I mean, it was pretty straightforward, like just about the gods and stuff, which I'm kind of into them bringing in all this mystical shit. So it was all right. I got you. Jenny, what'd you think of? Yeah. Typical, mm-hmm. typical Dario stuff. Uh, I don't, I don't think his little crew there is going to, going to get very far. I, I got a bad <laughs> feeling about, about something that might happen to them. You got bad, you got bad vibes. Bad vibes. Big <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I, I kind of got bad vibes when that interaction happened too. So, um, but we will move to our next match. Um, it'll be Tejano versus Delavar Davari. Oh. Uh, Davari catches uh, Tejano coming uh, back into the ring with some boots. Uh, Tejano scores with a clothesline off a reverse on a whip. Uh, he starts wailing on him in the corner. Davari uh, gets a kick to the gut and some chops. He then hits a arm breaker and starts uh, working over his arm with some submissions. Tejano then goes for a middle rope drop kick and misses. Uh, so Davari then climbs to the top rope himself uh, to do a move of his own, but uh, Tejano is actually able to cut him off and hit a superplex. Uh, strike exchange when they get back up, uh, one by Tejano eventually hitting a Rough Rider. Uh, Davari then uh, is back up and catches him with a jawbreaker and hits uh, two German suplexes after that. Uh, Tejano then blocks the third German suplex attempt and hits a very, very botched looking uh, uh, code breaker after that. Tejano then seems to be getting ready uh, to finish him off, uh, but Big Rick appears out of nowhere and clotheslines the hell out of him and uh, causes the DQ. Uh, and then after the match, Rick and Davari pretty much brutalize Tejano, uh, and Davari makes the ref count three, despite the fact that the match is over. So seems to be some kind of uh, partnership between Big Rick and uh, Davari here. So, um, Jenny, what did you think of this match between these two? Look, this is another pointless match, uh, in my opinion. Like, I... Look, it looks so... I'm going to say the F word, you guys. I'm going to say it. It looked fake. It looked real fake. Nothing was connecting. Like, in the the first, like, at least three minutes of the match. Like, they kind of put something together towards the end. Like, past the superplex, that was all right. And then, um, yeah, the finish was eh, pretty lame still. But, uh... The commentary was annoying about uh, Davari's privilege and how he's a rich boy and blah, 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 on and on about this shit. I'm like, nobody fucking cares, man. <laughs> I don't know, like, Big Rick coming out, what are you doing, sir? Um, I don't know. I, I, I guess it's something for Big Rick to do, so I, we'll see what happens with him. But you got, you sold out, Chance from the crowd at the end there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just another real rough match for me to give a fuck about. So I went dud. Yikes. Um, yeah. I mean, it plays into Rick's kind of money chasing uh, character that mm-hmm. he'll do anything for the money. So they've played, they played off the fact that Davari seems to have a, a lot of it. So uh, it kind of makes sense to pair them up. But um, Jake, what'd you think? Yep, I'm a, I agree with Jenny 100%. Like, Davari. <laughs> really? 
no. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Oh, no, Davari's uh, horrible. I won't. I won't okay. disagree. With yeah, no. <laughs> I had the same exact reasoning too. Like no oomph to anything he's doing. Like no ass behind anything. Everything looked real weak. Everything they did was slow. And the thing is, like he's. I mean, we see Tejano. He's decent. Like, mm-hmm. but Davari, he like controlled most of this match, and he was just mm-hmm. awful. Like the code breaker looked like absolute shit. Like. It was a slow, boring, plotting match. It's not interesting at all. The feud is very generic. Like, he showed up and, like, talked some shit or whatever, and now they're feuding. It's like, and here's the thing, like, it sucks. I think I'll mention this on the last episode. Like, you hate to see, like, um, a promotion like this, that they are trying to, like, get some, you know, they want to get eyes on it, but this is, like, the downside where it's, like, we don't need to sign anybody who was you know like a d-level person in wwe mm-hmm. like like the the guys they bring in almost as jobbers could do circles around this fucking guy like right you know yeah. arrow star and R are so much better than this dude like just because he's in wwe he wasn't anybody in wwe he's a stupid gimmick where he like drinks or whatever he's not in really great shape like there's just nothing appealing about him he sucks in the ring i don't know i'm with jenny i'm going done on this Devar, yay so bad yeah i mean and that that i called out the move the botch code breaker it was not at all tejano's fault it was you no. know it was still yeah it he was sold it like shit Devari's fault for selling it like an absolute asshole um yeah i mean i i, I can't disagree with anything y'all said so I, I will probably go dud as well that that it was a very poor, poorly worked match very slow um two guys that probably stylistically are Almost too similar. Uh, Town is obviously more talented, but they're both real slow and plotting, and it just doesn't really work uh, in, in this kind of scenario. When you have all of these guys that are so fast and high flying, and just all this cool stuff is going on, that when you put these two like technical guys together, it's just not it's not ever going to work. So um, yeah, it, it was real bad for sure, uh, without a doubt. So, um, but we'll move on from that. Uh, we'll go to something good. Um, yeah. Katrina uh, is then in Dario's <laughs> office, messing with him with her uh, witchcrafting way. She seems to be <laughs> appearing and then disappearing and stuff like that. So um, she tells uh, Dario that he knew when he brought him in that he couldn't be stopped. If it's a sacrifice he wants, Mill will make it happen. Uh, Dario asks, uh, is Mill coming back? Katrina says, more powerful than ever, and let him end the man who cannot die. So Dario says, next week we will get Phoenix versus Mil Muertes. Uh, Katrina then seductively asks for it to be a death match before uh, disappearing into the wind. Um, we then move from there. Uh, we get a Black Lotus package. Uh, it seeming she, seemingly, she left a note uh, for El Dragon Azteca saying that she is ready and she is going uh, to go and kill the brother of Dario Cueto. Uh, we then get Chavo coming back out of nowhere and saying to Azteca that she'll need both of their helps uh, if she if he doesn't want her to die. Um, we then come back from a commercial uh, and get Chavo and Azteca kind of having a conversation. It says both of their families and the Cuetos have a long history, usually painted in blood. Azteca then says Chavo's family is full of liars and cheaters. Uh, Chavo then says they are also all about familia, and his familia is dangerous. Tells Azteca that he has a lot of influence in Mexico, and he can make this stop. Azteca then says he will clear Chavo's debt, 
but he must protect Black Lotus with his life. So, uh, Jake, what did you think of these uh, like uh, these three uh, little segments back to back to back? Well, uh, Katrina, I think we should have called Tim into this because this had some real erotic thriller energy uh, between <laughs> Katrina and Dario with her uh, mm-hmm. the close-up on her cleavage and all that and mm-hmm. her uh, sensuous movements towards Dario. But was excited about a Mill and Phoenix match because I love Mill. Haven't seen him much lately, obviously. Um, since so he died, since he died yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Since, his, since his untimely death, <laughs> glad he's getting resurrected. <laughs> um, so I'm glad she's using her. About time he got resurrected, motherfucker. <laughs> right, thousand and one deaths. It's all good. Um, what the Black Lotus thing. He's Mil is, um, Uno Muertes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Mil Uno. We should play. That was um, terrible. I know. Uh, <laughs> we should do uh, Lil Wayne. I'm gonna put a Millie to close the show. <laughs> Good job. A million Mert- Mertes. Uh, the Black Lotus thing is interesting because it's like we see a lot of cinematic things, but this is the only one that's like developing pretty much exclusively outside of like the temple or like in mm-hmm. like usually we see cinematic scenes and most of them do like something happens in the ring, like at least some going on. This is like them telling a story, at least for the time being, that's completely outside of the confines of the temple which is mm. interesting i'm sure no one's excited to see chavo back though so that yeah. was a bit of a bummer and I, I don't know if i need like dramatic acting chavo in my life but um you know we'll, i'll let it play out i'll reserve judgment to see where this goes yeah i was not, i was not uh excited to see chavo as part of uh introduced as part of this little uh storyline but um jenny what'd you think uh, I thought we were in Dario's wet dream there for a minute because mm. it got real steamy <laughs> in there. That's uh, the title of the erotic. That's the erotic thriller title. Dario's wet, Dario's dream. wet dream. Um, <laughs> uh, might have been Jenny's wet dream too. Shit. Um, she is really hot. Um, she wants a death match. Okay, I'm curious what that's gonna look like in the temple. Um, because I got you know. I got standards when it comes to death matches. So, mm. but the Black Lotus cinematic scene, imagine being a super hot chick that kicks ass, and then Chavo's like, Yeah, I'm going to protect you. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Who and why are you? Uh, no, thanks. Uh, move along. We don't need you. What are you doing? You're shoehorned in here for no reason. I was like, what the fuck is this? So disappointed, honestly, in mm. Lotus's story now. Yeah, I was I imagine being the lamest person in your family and thinking you're a tough guy that's going to protect yeah. this girl from a, from an apparent monster. Uh, that, that she, she is trying to just because your familia is dangerous uh-huh. uh, yeah. does not mean that y- you are, mm-hmm. um, you, my dear friend. But um, yeah, it, it, I I wish I kind of wish they hadn't added him into it. But like uh, Jake, I'll kind of let it play out, see what see what happens. Um, but we will move from there to our main event for the night it is going to be. Team dysfunction of Angelico, Son of Havoc, and Ivalice, uh, versus the crew of Bale, Mr. Cisco, and Cortez Castro. Um, 
and it's a ladder match for the trios championships. Uh, we get the return of the ridiculous structure above the ring, which <laughs> the uh, titles are hanging. I always love the like <laughs> chandelier thing that they have. Like, uh, what hanging the over fuck it. is that? I don't know. It's like a, <laughs> it, it's like a bunch of like, shape. yeah, 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 yeah. Like I was a guess... bunch of like picture frames, like. <laughs> yeah, it's well, like a busted going? out window, and it's like yeah. the frames of the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's some it, I, random shit they found on the side of the road. It was like, mm, here, hang this. Yeah, let's put the trios titles on this. Here we go. Um, but yeah, I, I just felt the need to point that out. Um, but I'm the crew, yeah, the crew attack the champs before they can even get to the steps. They're coming out of the little door at the top, and they immediately uh, rock them. Uh, Evilise is out on crutch crutches, so she'll seemingly be a non-factor, as we'll see. Um, a lot of brawling in the early goings on this one, just battling all around the temple. Uh, the first kind of big spot of the match is Castro and Bale uh, trying to bring the ladder in and a helico doing a tope out on top of them and kind of brings the ladder all on top of them. Pretty cool spot. Um, Havoc then tries to bring a ladder in as well, and Cisco kicks the ladder uh, into him uh, before he makes it in, in the, into the ring. And Helico is then back in and takes out Cisco and sets up a ladder and starts to climb. All the members of the crew uh, come in, come back in, and and Helico tries to ward them all all off, but the numbers game uh, eventually catches up to him, and they all do their in individual attacks in the corner to a downed and Helico. Uh, they then set up a ladder uh, with the top aimed at and Helico's balls, and then they hit the other end of it with a steel chair. So uh, and Helico ain't having any kids anytime soon after that one. Um, they then set up a table and bring Havoc back in. They kind of beat him down. Havoc is then able to fight them all off and uh, set up the ladder again. His attempt to climb is quickly cut off, and he gets hit with a tornado or a, a double 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 stomp DD com DDT combo. Um, Cisco then starts to climb, but Helico then reemerges and beats him off the ladder. Um, he tries to climb him uh, climb himself again, but again is quickly dispatched off. Uh, Cisco then throws uh, Angelico into the boards that cover the previously busted uh, window in Dario's office. He then sets him up on two tables outside, starts to climb, but Angelico recovers and dumps him from the ladder into Dario's office, so he falls through the hole that the boards had previously covered up. Um, running knee strike uh, to Bale. Bale is now on the table, and Helico then climbs to the top of Dario's office and is seemingly about to dive back off. Uh, but Castro cuts him off, sneaks behind him, and kind of beats him down with a kendo stick. Uh, Bale then tries to uh, powerbomb Havoc through the table, but Havoc is able to slip out, only for Cisco to dive out of Dario's office onto him. Uh, Havoc is then left alone, uh, but he tries his uh, damnedest to beat off all the crew's crew members, and uh, he actually does so. He actually does so successfully. Um, even brings in a chair uh, to kind of even up the odds. <laughs> um, Havoc has Bell set up on the table inside, uh, and Cisco tries to cut him off, uh, but he actually gets shoved through the tables on the outside. Uh, Havoc then, quote unquote, hits a shooting star. Uh huh but severely undershoots it. So uh -huh. the table does not break and he kind of barely clips, uh, clips him on the table. Uh, Sis or Castro then back in the ring starts to climb and he's all alone, but Angelico out of nowhere 
leaps once again from the top of the office and kicks him off the ladder. Mm. Uh, and then Ivelisse finally emerges uh, after getting rocked with a punch earlier in the match, climbs the ladder and secures the, her team the win. And gra- she really only grabs one belt, but I think they kind of just say mm. that that's the win. Uh, but Ivelisse uh, gets her team the win despite doing jack shit the whole match. Uh, but, <laughs> um, Jenny, what'd you think of this uh, trios ladder match? Boy, uh, this was messy. Um, like, yeah, she Evely's got fucking knocked the fuck out by a punch <laughs> earlier in that match. I was like, Jesus Christ. Um, how, how she, what, why? Because her foot's broke, right? Mm, how, right. Ankle, how, why is foot, her yeah, ankle, something. why is she even, why is this even happening? Like, her. <laughs> I know she like insisted that she only needed her hands to beat them, but obviously, bitch, you're gonna have to have to climb a ladder and wrestle people. <laughs> but she just takes a shit kick instead, and then wins up winning the match. So I guess good booking for her. I don't know. Um, the the it's a hot start, but then it just meanders. It just goes nowhere. Like there's no good pacing. There's no good flow to it. And they're not good with the ladders. The ladder works terrible. There might've been two good ladder spots. The rest of it looked really janky and like they didn't know what they were doing or maybe I've never worked with ladders before. And <laughs> um, I did enjoy the table spot, even though goddamn that shooting star press was awful. It did not even remotely hit it. It looked like it hurt Son of Havoc more than it hurt uh, other dude on the table. Yeah, um, it was his, his chin, like, basically. His chin, hit, like, yeah, bounced off that it. fucking table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, oh, and then they tried to act like he hit it? No, no, sir, he did not. Um, but the, the kick by an helico out of nowhere was so beautiful. Uh, just He just floated across uh, off that office. Beautiful kick, gorgeous spot, like... I gave it two and a half stars and mostly just for that one spot. And the rest of it was real messy and not a great beginning for the trios team, in my opinion. Jacob? Mm-hmm. Goodness. Uh, yep. Makes you want to beat, beat off the Baldies, all of them. And do it successfully. Beat off the crew. I was uh, I was much more positive on this match. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, I kind of like the messiness of it. I think it fits the the team dysfunction and their mm. um, their fuckery. Like um, I love her coming out on the crutches because, like you said, there's no reason she should be out here. But they're just such a complete mess. They have these two dudes. She's on the crutches. She gets knocked out immediately. Um, um, the latter spot, they were like, I thought they were pretty vicious, even if they were pretty sloppy at times. But like, again, I felt like it fit this, like them with the particle board with Dario's shitty office. Like, I yeah. like that he like, um, that was good. He, uh, he like builds himself as this, like, you know, he's so debonair or like he's this like rich guy. He's like this crap office made of particle board. It's like attached. <laughs> it's like for some reason in the middle of there. It reminded me, uh, this is like a reference for Sean, maybe like, like Danny DeVito and Taxi, how he's a little office um, in the middle of the whatever taxi warehouse or something. And he's just in there and like they're constantly flying in there. Um, I love this. I can't wait for it to continue as they keep fucking up his office. Um, the visuals are really good in this. Like, um, I like at one point in Helico gets back on the top and he gets whacked. That was pretty good. <laughs> whacked, beat off. 
Uh, he gets whacked so off, as you could say. Gets whacked off for the top, beat off the top. Um, I just think the team dysfunction, like fighting the odds, is real fun because they are such a mess. You're just waiting to see, like, how are they going to pull this off? Because you, you're pretty sure, like, the Baldies, the uh, the crew are not going to get this. But you're just wondering how they're going to pull off. It's like three on two. The drop kick was great. I thought the botch was – it was very botchy, but I do like a good non-table break sometimes. <laughs> and uh, I enjoyed it because it kind of looks almost more brutal sometimes when they don't mm. break the table. The drop kick was insane. And maybe like low-key a crazier spot than the uh, crossbody did because – I agree. The crossbody, he's like – yeah, he's like jumping into people. They can catch him. Mm-hmm. This is like he's kind of giving his body up to just fall. Yep. <laughs> And you have to hit that uh, that angle right with the ladder being in the way and dude just like right there. I, he nailed it. Right. Like maybe not as quite as visually spectacular as the crossbody. It's definitely seemed more dangerous. So mm-hmm. he I definitely think it's definitely there. cooler and, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but her hobbling up to like uh, Logan said, she hasn't done anything the whole match. And you know, in the promo, she's going to brag about this, that like she carried them. She's the one who got the titles. So I kind of like that, but I don't know. I thought this was like a super fun disaster match and I, I went for so much different than no, you did not. No, you I swear not. I did. I loved it. I love oh this match. I thought God. it was great. Like it was just such it was just such a big I like I love Havoc too. Like he fires up. Like they're such a ridiculous team. Like he's like this spitfire sometimes. The and Helico that's is why I, I don't know. But see, that's kind of, I feel like it fits for this title and what they have going on right now. Like they're they're a mess, but like they have these entertaining, like I think they play their role well because we have a lot of people in here that can go out and have just a straight up normal banger match, and then they come out and it's like these kind of they're a mess of a team you don't know how they're gonna win and it's very sloppy but i i don't know i just thought it was very entertaining the whole time yeah i, I enjoyed the mess as well but I, i'll go three and a half i'll go a little lower just because of some of the botches and mess ups that they had but uh, i i do enjoy the uh the chaoticness of it all um i do think that that just kind of fits uh you know team dysfunction as we call them um their their whole thing that they they are kind of a mess everything they kind of do is kind of kind of like that so um but yeah i super enjoyed it like uh like like jake did and and i i just really have enjoyed them as a trios um you know like the kick spot like i said is one of the greatest things uh you'll ever see uh just cuz of how spectacularly he hits it um you know, everything had to go right. He had to jump at the perfect time. Mm-hmm. He had to extend his legs at the perfect time to make the kick. So, um, yeah, um, Jake had actually seen this match before and he didn't remember it. So um, mm-hmm. m- m- maybe it wasn't that memorable the first time, but I'm glad he liked it the second time. Uh, <laughs> that was on YouTube roulette. That is uh, yeah. <laughs> the hard drive gets wiped immediately when we. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just messing with you. Um, but, uh, Jake, I'll stick with you. Um, as far as the whole episode, uh, what'd you think of it? Uh, that we just talked about. Yeah. Uh, on, because I did love the main event so much and that was really kind of the, the bulk of the show. I kind of, I went a six and a half on it. We did have some rough stuff in the beginning. We had the horrible Davari match. Um, you know, I thought some of the cinematic stuff was all right. Like the, um, like the the interview with Mundo was all right. That was a plus for him. Uh, but Chavo showing up not really a plus. But 
So I went six and a half, which is almost a bummer because I feel like on a lot of these other episodes, you would have had this great main event and then some more solid stuff on the bottom, and it probably would have been like a great episode. But because the undercard was kind of lacking, I think it kind of held it down. Yeah, I got you. Uh, Jenny, what did you think? Um, well, I'm going to be much lower than that because um, I had two duds on this episode. <laughs> um, some shit I did not care for at all. Um the the cinematic stuff was good. Um Chavo, no. <laughs> Match the main event disappointing for me. So I did four and a half. Gotcha. Um I will go six. I I'm closer to Jake, I think, because I enjoyed the uh, main event a little bit more than you did. But there's definitely some disappointing stuff on there. Um you know, seeing Travo back in the mix uh, is always disappointing. Um, uh, but yeah, the, the the couple of matches before that, you know, Puma should squash Marty the Moth. You know, I, I think he should definitely uh, have won that match a little bit more convincing. Mm, yes. <laughs> um, and Just saying then, his fucking name. Stupid. Yeah. Oh, uh, he, he, I, I hate to say this, guys, but he ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Damn it. He ain't going nowhere. Cool, um, but. Okay, I got you. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> um, but yeah, and Devari's terrible. So um, yeah, just I, I'd go six. I think it was a good episode, but because uh, it had good cinematic scenes and that main event was really good. But other than that, uh, not not too much going on. Um, but we will move from there to episode 29. It's called Fight to the Death. Uh, obviously, talking about. Are we the, doing uh, MVPs or? No, that we'll do that after the second. At episode. the end, okay. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, Fight to the Death kind of talking about the uh, death match that we will have uh, as our uh, as one of our matches on this episode. Um, but we open with highlights of the Phoenix and Mill rivalry thus far and Katrina's conversation with Dario last week. Uh, we also get some highlights of Puma and Hernandez's rivalry so uh, so far, as well as Mundo and Alberto's rivalry so far. Um, we then open with a cinematic scene of Black Lotus approaching a warehouse. She gets cut off by Chavo, uh, saying he uh, is here to protect her. Uh, for El, El Dragon Azteca, said she doesn't need protection. He says she may not, but she needs uh, to get revenge in the ring for everyone to see. Uh, Chavo says his grandfather was there uh, when her parents were killed, says his family hates the Cuetos just as much as she does. Um, and then Los Reonbecks, a.k.a. Mexican Metallica, welcomes us into the temple. Uh, Striker and uh, Vamp then hype us uh, for our double main event of Puma and Hernandez for the Lucha Underground title and then the death match between Mill and Phoenix. So before we get to our first match, uh, Jenny, what would you think of the Black Lotus scene? Um, it was pretty much what I expected of what would happen when Black Lotus was confronted with Chavo. So, um, bless her heart. She's there to kill people and then she has to deal with his ass. So, like, you know, it's frustrating. But that was a pretty good scene. Um, also, Vampiro wearing his prison orange jumpsuit. Yep. <laughs> for this fucking broadcast. Yeah. Looking like he just escaped from prison. Yep. I, I think I... I think I point that out later, but yeah, I definitely noticed that as well. Um, but uh, Jake, what did you think of uh, Black Lotus? Yeah, the first one he was in all white too, which was jarring. Was, in yes. way, and it's, that was upsetting in its own way. But yeah, I mean, it was what it was. Like they just kind of. My worry when I was watching this, like I hope that it doesn't get too convoluted. I'm glad they didn't drag it out too long right here. It was real quick. 
but um, I, my concern is that it's going to get too convoluted and they're going to start mentioning too many names and you know, there's going to be too many figures involved. Like it's all not happening. Game of Thrones in there, some shit. <laughs> right? Yeah, like we're like we have this person now in Chavo, my family, your family. It's like, all right, let's let's settle down, guys. I don't need a, I don't want to have to start pulling out the uh, the flow chart to keep track of this uh, the saga of the Black Lotus and Matanzan, whatever the fuck. <laughs> I got gotcha. you, um, but yeah, I mean, I I don't think too many other parties get involved i mean i can't say i remember 100 percent, but uh, i think i think it's pretty much the three that are kind of involved maybe in i was it. just struggling to pay attention because chavo was on the screen uh, yeah it was, I, yeah i definitely like understand he was that. in a movie which is you know yeah yeah, yeah. uh great actor <laughs> chavo guerrero uh, of course as everyone has always said um <laughs> but we'll move from there to our first match it's gonna be arrow star versus johnny mundo um, the temple is decidedly on the side of Aerostar after Mundo's recent actions. Uh, they get a lockup to start. Uh, Johnny is a little bit more uncharacteristically, uncharacteristically aggressive uh, and lays in some big strikes and some kind of ground and pound early. Uh, Aerostar eventually is able to evade a strike and hit a tilt-a-whirl head scissors. Uh, Arrow then goes for a 619 and misses, but he actually scores with a drop kick and does it once more uh, and is actually successful this time. He then does a top rope splash, but only gets two. Uh, Mundo is then able to dump Arrow out onto the apron uh, off of a charge. Uh, He then, uh, again, is very aggressive with the strikes, uh, kneeing Arrow to the floor. Uh, Mundo then charges up to do a dive, but Arrow cuts him off with a basement drop kick that causes Mundo to actually fall to the outside himself. Uh, Arrow then hits a middle rope inside-out dive. Uh, Back in the ring, Johnny cuts off Arrow, uh, coming back in with some kicks and some more ground and pound. Uh, quick strike exchange won by Mundo with a backbreaker and then hits a Russian leg sweep and only gets two on the count after that. Uh, more strikes and a big spine buster from Mundo. Uh, locks in a grounded Cobra clutch, uh, and uh, but Moon, or Arrow is able to get to the ropes. Uh, Arrow is then able to flip over the top rope on a whip and uh, cuts Mundo off on a charge and hits a springboard Meteora. Uh, back up. Uh, goes for an attack, uh, but Mundo reverses uh, it into another backbreaker. Goes for the end of the world, uh, but gets pulled down. More strikes from Mundo in the corner. Goes for a disaster kick, but misses. Arrow then goes for a tornado DDT, but gets stopped and hit with a northern light suplex into the turnbuckles. Uh, and then Mundo hits the end of the world and wins the match. Uh, so, Jake, what do you think of uh, this match between Aerostar and Mundo? It was right. Um, I thought they. <laughs> yep. Got, yep. Like they got done what they were trying to get done, which is like, yep. and again, I think any change for Mundo is good because I think his kind of just face action hero character was falling really flat. So they're kind of moving more heelish with him, but I can't say it's like the most interesting, but it is a good change. At least it's a change for him. Like he has the cocky mannerisms. He's doing a little bit more of a grounded style, which is okay, but also. It's kind of a double-edged sword because then does he become more boring if he just keeps doing that in the ring? Because mm-hmm. kind of what was entertaining about him is that he was so athletic. So we'll see how they kind of do that as we go forward. But, you know, it was no, like, Matt Classic or anything, but it did the job. It was much more about establishing the change in his character, which it did do, but it didn't make for, like, any amazing match. But I don't know. We'll see with Mundo. But he just always – he still kind of comes off to me as, like – he's, like, non-alcoholic RVD. Like RVD without the like 
pizzazz. Like, I don't know. It's just like he's just, you know, like mm-hmm. he's just kind of flat. Like, he just doesn't have that. I don't know that. He's cool, like but he's not really cool. I yeah, called like it. Very, I called it a vanilla heel in my notes. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's just no, like, it's really nothing like compelling about him. But I, I went two on it. Again, I'm glad they're yep. at least trying something because his character wasn't working. I got you. Jenny, what'd you think? Exact same notes. I was like, Arrow is really fun to watch. Like, he's a good person to have in this match with Mundo. I think it's the only reason that got two stars out of me is uh, because Arrow is actually like super athletic and fun and bumps around. And I don't know, he's just great. Uh, Mundo, his new ground and pound, as, as they said 8,000 times on commentary. <laughs> It's not what I'm here for. It's not what I'm here watching this Lucha-based competition. Uh, I'm not here for that. Not unless you look like Cage. So, two stars. Yeah, I'd go two stars as well. Um, I I did kind of like Mundo's new offense, kind of showing a different side of him. Um, But I do think he needs to better kind of, you know, intersperse his, like, high-flying stuff in there more than he did. Yeah. I, I think there's a way that he could kind of do this ground and pound kind of grounded style, but also kind of mix in the stuff that he's yes. best known for and makes him cool or uh, as cool as he can be, I guess. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I thought it was a good, a good performance for Aerostar. Uh, he always seems to be kind of a, a ace for them uh, when they, he, he, when he, they need somebody to have a good match. Uh, they usually mm-hmm. put kind of put them, put him in the, there with him. So um, definitely, definitely a good performance for him. But yeah, I mean, not the most exciting match, but uh, definitely interesting to see a different style from uh, uh, Mundo there. Um, but we will go to another interview with a Vampiro. And before I get into it, we preface that he says that this will be a quick interview, uh, despite this being the most notes that I took on any part of any of these episodes. So I'll get right into it. Um, he is joined by Sexy Star. Ask about Pentagon. She says uh, he's nothing but a bully and that he doesn't care or she doesn't care who he is. She's not afraid of him and will deal with the consequences that uh, of her actions uh, going towards him and going after him. Uh, he then asks if she's afraid uh, of what he can do to her. She then asks him uh, if he would be asking this if she was a guy. Bampton says no, he's just afraid of what Penta can do or can and will do to anyone in his way. Then ask how the mask versus Matt's mask versus Mac mask match uh, affected her and Superfly's friendship. She says she hasn't heard from him since the match. Uh, Vamps uh, then says he's rehabbing the arm uh, that she let Penta break. Uh, she then uh, says she didn't let it happen. Fly is a good friend, and she thought or she has thought about how bad she felt uh, not being able to help him ever since. He then asked about uh, the match that they had and how it went. She said she won, or uh, her and Penta, of course. She said she beat Penta. She relives the satisfaction of that victory over and over again. She wants to inspire all the women and girls out there to not be afraid. And if she's done that, uh, it is a job well done. Vamp then tells us Dario has scheduled a rematch between the two, uh, and it'll be a submission match. He then asks her how she'll prepare for a match that clearly favors her opponent. Uh, Star then says he's uh, he's never seen all of the submissions that she knows, and no matter the result next week, the thing between them will be over. Uh, and then Vamp kind of talks about how inspirational she is as the interview comes to a close. Uh, so, Jake, what do you think of uh, 
vamp in a sexy star here. Yeah, I don't feel like what they're giving her character-wise is really helping her. It seems very flat. Like, they're just kind of building her as this generic hero. Like, even the stuff like calling Pinta a bully seems weird, because I don't know if I'd really call him a bully. He's just like, you know, some... A deranged psychopath. (laughs) Yeah, like a deranged guy who's, like, praying this demon. Like, it just sounds like she's just saying the most you know, normal hero kind of stuff of, you know, I'm here to conquer this bully, even though it's not really what I would call him. Like, I don't know. It's like, they're. I feel like they're trying to make her like the female Puma, except she can talk. Cause I feel like if Puma talked, this is the kind of shit he would say based on the way they presented him, <laughs> you know, like it would just be like this. <laughs> so it's like, I feel like that's where they're going with this. And like we said before, Puma's character and even with Puma, they've given him the whole gimmick of like, he doesn't talk because of whatever. And he's got the mask and everything. So they're even giving him a little bit more character stuff. I just, it just feels like they're not putting a whole lot of effort. Like they were trying to put over so big in this, but I just think, like you said, Logan, it was very long, but I don't know really how much got across in this about her character besides like, she's a hero to everybody. And she's just, you know, a good all around gal was kind of what they were going for. It, it, you know, and considering what happens with her in the future, it's kind of hilarious that that is, uh, that is the character that they're playing her as. Um, <laughs> But, uh, Jenny, what do you think? Well, in my mind, I'm always trying to turn everybody heel. So, um, I liked it. I like her. I think she looks very poised, in control, and just like a badass bitch. Like, just handling, because she calls out Vampira automatically. And also... Does Vamp even understand anything she's fucking saying because she's speaking Probably Spanish? <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, but he does not respond <laughs> to any of her questions <laughs> or her responses. Like, he asks questions, she responds. He asks another question. He never bounces off anything that she says sure. because she speaks Spanish. So this whole thing looks really dumb overall. Just saying. Um <laughs> Should have had like a translator in there to make it clear that he knew what, what the fuck she was saying because otherwise it looks dumb. That being said, like I said, I enjoyed her calm demeanor and she's just being very reserved. And she is that hero, she's she's like the Wonder Woman of the promotion, right? And she's mm-hmm. you know, she's she's your stand up, you know, all all good baby face and. I don't I, typically that's not what I go for, but she's doing it sort of low key, and mm-hmm. I kind of like that. And she, I feel like we said, both wanted to say all American, and we realized that yeah, it would make sense because almost yeah. said all American too. Did I did I say all American? <laughs> no, you, you didn't. Start, you started to, and you kind of were like, I did the same thing. I was like, girl. wait, no. <laughs> uh, okay. Thank God I edited that out in my brain. She, she's an all Mexican girl. We'll put it that way. <laughs> um, um, but she feels like sort of our American like character, but she speaks Spanish all the time. I'm just like, whoa, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he has uh, no clue what she's saying. That, that's great to know. Uh, you know, yeah. I didn't know that before. Uh, but this is where I pointed out that he had his uh, prison jumpsuit on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, of course, uh, Sexy Star had her business mask on as, as she, she did. really does, and she had her uh, little suit on, so she was looking real nice. 
She um, was. But yeah, good, good. I thought it was a good interview. Um, I could see where Jake's coming from. I, I, I think it does put her over in a good light and kind of, yeah. you know, makes makes her that baby face that you want to cheer for, you want to get behind. Mm-hmm. So I, I yeah, think, I didn't I think, think it was it, bad. I, it yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I didn't think it was bad or anything. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. I, 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 but I know what you're saying at the same time. Um, but um, we'll move from there to our Lucha Underground Championship match. It's going to be Hernandez and Puma. So once again, Puma kind of being the champ and uh, not main eventing the show. Obviously, hmm. the other match has a lot more of a rivalry to it, but um, kind of disappointing again to see Puma not main eventing the show. Um, that's probably more speaking to his opponent than uh, him himself. Um, but uh, we have the title match. We get a lot of trash talk trash talk to start things out uh, as well as some shoving uh, Puma then hits some strikes and goes for a hurricane Rana, but Hernandez stops his momentum and just slings him over his head. Uh, Puma then uses his speed to take Hernandez down with a kick and then another kick and then a knee to the head. Uh, he, uh, which knocks uh, Hernandez to the outside. Puma then fakes a dive and ends up doing a double backhand spring to kind of taunt Hernandez. Hernandez is then pissed, gets back on the apron, scores with a forearm uh, goes for a slingshot shoulder block, uh, but gets hit with a code breaker. Puma then springboards off the top rope and hits on his knees and hits a senton. Um, then hits a shoulder to the gut, a kick, and a cross body, but only gets two. Uh, two big uppercuts and runs uh, against the ropes, only for Hernandez to crush him with a clothesline. Hernandez then gets him in the corner and nails a big chop and then chokes him in the ropes. Uh, a big shoulder to the gut, followed by a whip to the other corner and a stinger splash. Uh, he then throws Puma down and hits him with a big running senton splash. Uh, Puma then tries to catch him uh, with a sunset flip off a whip, but uh, Hernandez is too strong and pulls him up. Uh, Puma then scores with an enziguri. Uh Hernandez then reverses a whip uh, and off the bounce in the corner. Hernandez grabs him around the neck and again just kind of chucks him overhead uh, across the ring. Hernandez then takes him up on his shoulders uh, for a back submission and eventually drops down to his knees for a backbreaker. Gets him back up, goes for a charge in the corner, but Puma gets his boot up and goes for a crossbody. Uh, he gets ca- he gets caught on the crossbody and Hernandez turns it into a sit-out powerbomb, but only gets two. Uh, Hernandez then goes for the border toss, but Puma slips out and hits an uppercut. He then springs off the ropes, but Hernandez hits a big boot and pounces him out of the ring. Uh, Conan is then pissed and gets on the apron, kind of allowing Puma to get a chair. Uh, and then Hernandez does a big dive to the outside and Puma th- puts the chair up and Hernandez kind of dives face first into it. Mm. Uh, Puma is then back in, hits a, a handspring twisting dive to the outside. Uh, Puma then tries to get him back in the ring, but uh, Hernandez resists and blocks uh, the leg kick hard enough to kind of knock him down. Hernandez then hits the border toss onto the hardest part of the ring, uh, goes for uh, goes for another border, border toss into the barricade, but Puma slips out, kind of runs towards uh, Hernandez. Hernandez kind of alley-oops him up onto the barricade. Puma then lands on his feet and, feet and spring back off uh, with an awesome twisting dive. He gets it back in the ring, hits a springboard 450, still only good for two. He then goes for the 630 but misses. Uh, Hernandez then hits him with a torture rack uh, type slam, but only gets two. Uh, he then goes for a gory special, but Puma turns it into a roll up, but he's too close to the ropes. Uh, they get back up. Puma or uh, Hernandez uh, hits him with a boot and catches Puma on a charge and slams him into the mat. 
goes for a top rope dive, but Puma gets his knees up. Three big head kicks from Puma to Hernandez, but again is only good for two. Again goes for the six for 30, is temporarily cut off, but eventually hits it and retains his title. So, um, Jenny, what'd you think of this uh, title match? All right, a fucking fun match, you guys. Like, mm-hmm. even though it had dumbass Hernandez in it, um, <laughs> Puma was showing out, showing out. Too much Conan talk from commentary always during a Puma match, but uh, Puma, he was he he just gets his ass kicked like very few other people can. And the beginning part of the match, just very good at selling and. I will say that during every one of his matches because he, he just always looks so good at looking dead. Um, when, uh, when he gets thrown into the apron and he's like laying there like dead on the side and then Conan comes over there. <laughs> you okay, baby? <laughs> you gonna get up? I was Come like, on, Puma, get up. Yeah. I was just so annoyed by all that. I just wish he would go away. Um, but the kickouts were great. Um, and Puma just flies once he starts getting that offense in. It's just so smooth and and fluid. It's so beautiful to watch. And um, but Hernandez starts fucking up a little bit. Gets a little sloppy. It goes for a while. I mean, they get this some time. Yep. Um, it turned into a really good battle. I like the kicks by Puma towards the end of the match. Um, and uh, on commentary, I think it was Matt said mother effer. At one point, after I think it was after that big power bomb or something, so the mother effer. Oh my god, I missed that. That's awesome. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! But I enjoyed this match. I did three and three quarter stars. Gotcha, uh, Jake. What did you think? Yeah, this was good. Puma was awesome in this match. Uh, it was weird for me to see Hernandez in like actual ring gear, like tights kind of thing. Like he looked like you're being yeah. a metal band or something. Yeah. I'm so used to in the. In LAX, he just kind of wears the, you know, baggy shorts or whatever. Mm-hmm. His his offense is a little limited, but he's got some cool spots. Like I like that rack submission thing he did into the backbreaker. That was kind of nice. Uh, but yeah, Puma was great in this. Like the balance of that flip when he goes into the rail and just mm-hmm. kind of like looks like Spider Man up there was yeah. just ridiculous. Um, mm-hmm. The border toss on the hardest part of the ring was absurd. Mm-hmm. Uh, the chair spot was vicious. The miss 630, like, that looks like a terrible move to miss, like, mm-hmm. just landing right on your neck. Um, I thought the ending heated up really well. Uh, like, the, both of them countering each other's offense. Uh, like, the border toss on the top rope. Like, him countering that on the top rope was really good. Um, and I like that Puma kind of got the win, and there really wasn't a whole lot of Conan uh, nonsense like all Conan I think Conan got in the apron like once or something but yeah. it's not like there was a lot of he didn't get a lot of help in this one which is something we've complained about by the way I said something about Conan having his cane and my notes app corrected it to cane with a K so if you want to know how polluted <laughs> my uh, hey! uh, autocorrect is yeah. but anyway uh, I think it was hurt a little bit because I never really bought uh, Hernandez as a threat to actually win this and win the title. But I thought it was like a good sort of uh, like monster of the month sort of match for Puma to have a good clean win without much bullshit. So I ended up going three and a quarter. So I'm in the same ballpark. Yeah. I mean, that, that was the thing. It was hard to kind of buy Hernandez as kind of the guy that was going to beat Puma um, after the, some of the people he, that he has beaten and, you know, some of the people that he could 
match up with in the future, just based on who, who's kind of been impressive so far and uh, that we've liked a lot, uh, you know, throughout our, our watches so far. So um, it's kind of maybe, maybe it was hard to buy him as the guy that could beat him, but I think they did a good job of presenting him uh, throughout the match. And, you know, they, you know, made you bite on some near falls uh, throughout to kind of make it seem that maybe he could pull it off. Um, you know, despite the fact that you might not have thought that going in that he was, he was the guy to do it, but I thought they told the story really well um, and gave him enough hope spots to make it, you know, you kind of bite on some of those uh, two counts and stuff like that. So, I mean, yeah, this is a master performance by um, uh, Puma. He he was awesome. He sold super well. Some of the stuff he does is just absolutely incredible. Like y'all talked about the spot on the where he gets kind of alley ooped into the barricade and just lands mm. perfectly and immediately springs back off and hits the move. Uh, just absolutely incredible. And you know, like like Jenny said, when he flies, it's just so effortless, and it you know it just it looks so so awesome and so uh, you know it, it's just the, it's a beautiful thing to watch a lot of the time. It is. So, um, but yeah, just just a great awesome performance by him. Um, so I will, I'll go with Jenny and I'll go three and three quarters. I thought it was really well done. And, uh, I think it's honestly the best match we've uh, seen so far. So, uh, and I, I, you know, I thought Hernandez brought us in, we've kind of shit on him so Mm -hmm. far. I think he played his part really well. Um, but yeah, just, uh, just a massive performance by, uh, Puma here, just, just doing all the, all the things really well. So, um, but we'll move from there to our main event, which is the death match between Phoenix and Mil Muertes. Um, Muertes, Ooh, yeah. is out, Muertes is out looking as badass as ever. He's got oh. his, uh, new black tights. He's got the super black mask that he has on. He has Katrina behind him. Uh, he has the uh, putty men as Schiff uh, themed them <laughs> in the last episode uh, as a kind of a callback to, uh, I believe, some Power Ranger villains. So um, he's got the putty men with him. Um, but to start the match, Phoenix kind of tries to catch him off guard with a suicide dive. Uh, but he absolutely just bounces off Mill. Mill no sells it completely. Uh, just a badass move. Uh, Phoenix then scores with a kick and goes for another dive, uh, but Mill cuts him off with an absolutely sick forearm. It makes a pop and just reverberates throughout the temple. It was a really awesome uh, and sick spot. Um, Mill then throws Phoenix back into the ring, stomps him into the mat. Phoenix isn't able to do much more than to get some kicks in here and there. Uh, but Mill uh, just continues to pound on him and kind of throw him around. Uh, Mill does a sick twisting choke slam type move uh, that looks like it seemingly kills Phoenix because he kind of dumps him on his head. Uh, it was really cool. Uh, Phoenix then finally gets a few kicks in to kind of knock Mill to the outside. He then goes for one of his spectacular springboard moonsaults to the outside. Uh, when they get back in, or back up, Mill crushes him with a clothesline. He then grabs a chair and absolutely smashes it over Phoenix's oh, head. God. It makes a sick pop, uh, and he just hits him flat. It's really, it's really gross. Um, but he uh, he then slams Phoenix's head into the barricade three times. He goes to do it a fourth time, but Phoenix reverses it. Uh, Phoenix climbs up to the barricade and hits a leaping double foot stomp. Uh, back in, uh, he gets a two on a count. Goes for some more kicks, but they don't seem to have too much effect. Uh, Mill then catches Phoenix, char- Phoenix charging and hurls him over the top rope before hitting a big crossbody to the outside. So we got Mill uh, taking flight, which was pretty cool. Uh, Mill then slams his head into the announce desk and hits an, another brutal uh, chair shot. Uh, he then carries him up the stairs and they uh, 
go to kind of the, there's an office on the other side of the temple uh, from Dario's office. So we actually go to the other side of the temple from Dario's office, which is, we usually go to Dario's side. So we actually go to the other, other end of the temple this time. Phoenix kind of fights him off for a second, but Mill then power bombs him through the roof of the other, of the other office. Uh, so then we go to commercial uh, and cause we kind of don't know what happened to Phoenix. We don't know if he's dead or, you know, what he landed on or what mm-hmm. kind of happened to him. Uh, but we come back and uh, Mills, uh, they call them the disciples of death. Uh, go and grab Phoenix's lifeless carcass and roll him back into the ring. Mill hits the flatliner and the match oh. is over. And then Mill calls Katrina in to come to the ring. And after months of not doing what he says, she comes in and gives Phoenix the uh, lick of death. Um, I'll, I'll ask y'all's opinions before we get to the uh, final scene, because I think we'll have a lot of thoughts about that one. Um, but Jake, what you think of this uh, main event death match? Yeah, this was sick. Um, the, I love him diving at him and like Milton. So he was like a fucking like like the juggernaut or something. Yeah. Like like him diving at him, him just no saying it. When he when he picked him up and just fucking sprinted up the stairs, I was oh like, that looked like that looked like some like I looked like it was from a Marvel movie or something. Ooh. That was preposterous it was so awesome <laughs> like just sprints with it it's like he just decided on a whim like you know what i'm running up there and throwing this fucker through the roof like it was what an amazing oh like to come back from the dead and then be in that good shape is truly amazing um but yeah it was just brutal like the chair shots are vicious um mm-hmm. i thought um phoenix like he looked valiant throughout the whole thing like the intensity was off the charts him like jenny had said like you know high like for a death match, like what are we going to see? And I like the way they went with it. It wasn't really like a bloody death match mm-hmm. in that sense, but the brutality was there. And like they looked like they fucking hated each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that after the roof spot, they didn't like do so. Like I get to hear <laughs> stupid striker say he's going to rise from the no, rise from the ashes, and he didn't. He just dragged his ass to the ring and <laughs> squished him. It was like the only thing that was going to make me rate this lower, maybe, was I was like, okay, well, it's quick. And I was like, but that's not a reason to rate it lower just because it mm. wasn't long. It was only like, it was like under 10 minutes. It was just pure brutality and uh, like a dominant performance by Mill. Just a great match. I went four on this. It was awesome. Um, and then it kind of fits into the story, too, because it's like he resurrected and like now he's got his woman back. He proved himself. She gives him the lick of death, and he's like fully back to his, you know, he's like full strength again. He's back to be a mill, and it's awesome because he's been one of my favorites, you know, pre death that we've seen <laughs> on the show before his untimely demise. He was one of my faves. Yeah. I was saying, I I could see somebody poking holes in the story that like she had to kill him to like resurrect him to be this stronger force. Like, how did she know that that was going to happen? But um, I, I do I do love that that they brought him back and he's this badass, just absolute monster um, that that just absolutely destroys Phoenix here. I do like that they didn't have him just completely squash Phoenix, you know, mm. let Phoenix, sh- let Phoenix show that he, uh, mm. he was valiant. He did get a few spots in there, but he didn't get too much to where you kind of kill uh, mill in his return. But uh, Jenny, what'd you think? Well, I, I had, like I said, high expectations for a death match, but they like literally 
changed my definition. I guess this is going to be the the temple's definition of a death match is what they did in this match, which was absolutely murdering each other. <laughs> um, it was fucking awesome. When Mill came out, I, I I'll tell you what, I almost swooned. Was swoon adjacent. Daria, Daria's my dream. Swoon adjacent, oh. boy, because he's so. Oh, he's just like big, like he's just like he is just like a man, and like he is just fucking <laughs> killing Phoenix and just tossing him around, just bullshit. Like it, it was incredible. And then Phoenix guys she didn't do that stomp off that big railing. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! And then they had the camera at the perfect spot. You could see. Phoenix's leg just buckle as he like comes down on Mill's chest with his fucking feet. Oh my god, it was fucking great. And okay, I absolutely swooned when Mill picked him up and jogged up the steps. Like he was <laughs> like he was walking the dog in the morning. He picked up that huge man and jogged up the steps. Like Jake said, on a whim seemingly. And I went, <laughs> what? What? I kept saying, oh my god, oh my god, and then we got to see him get put through the fucking roof. I'm like, it's, it's New Jack, baby. This is like ECW. <laughs> I don't see what we're doing. I'm like, holy shit. Uh, this was so fucking great. Like, I, And I just talked myself up to a four just then because I had it at three and three quarters. But yeah, no, this is just, this is my kind of shit. And I, I hate that they might not feud again. I don't know. Like it, this seems like the ending of their story because Katrina did the lick and she's so fucking hot. And that seems like okay, that part's over. Like who is Mill gonna destroy next? Because I don't know if it can reach the levels that this feud reached with him and Phoenix because they were sick. Like the whole the whole show, the whole season, they've been great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Mill looked just absolutely great here. They they did a ton of vicious spots. Those those uh, chair shots were just oh. absolutely brutal. I mean, he crowns him with the first one, and uh, he hits pretty good with the second one too. But that first one was just absolutely brutal. And yeah, the then, uppercut the, whenever he does the mm, dive and he smacks him with mm, the uppercut mm, was vicious. Mm, yep. Um, and yeah, like the spot where yeah he basically jogs up the steps with a human being on his shoulders. It was um, incredible, as, as y'all pointed out, was absolutely insane. Um, and yeah, the the spot I, I, it just ends up being a broom closet. I didn't really know what that room was. I honestly <laughs> thought it was Dario's office when he first did it, but obviously they kind of go in there and drag him out at some point. But it's some kind of just broom closet, it seems. So he power bombs the shit out of him through the roof. Um, and yeah, and then like the, the disciples of death just go and grab him and uh, kind of carry his lifeless body back to the <laughs> ring. That was a really cool spot as well. Um, but yeah, Mill's back and he's back with a, with a force. And uh, it's going to be fun to see who he goes after next because uh, uh, he, he is uh, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with for sure uh, as we go forward because he is uh, he is a whole new man uh, coming back from uh, for coming back from death. So he's a whole uh, lot of man. Yeah, he yeah, he, yeah. That that is that is true as well. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, just an awesome performance. I would go for as well. Really, really good stuff. Um, but we will go from there. Um, <laughs> we close the episode with Dario. He's with the crew. <laughs> he's bitching them out for failing him again. 
uh, says one of them must be sacrificed and for them to choose which one that would be uh, Cisco and Castro, of course, uh, turn on Bail because Bail was uh, added later uh, as from the original two. So they turn on Bail, hold him against the bars and, of Matanza's cage, and Matanza seemingly smashes his brains out against the bars. Uh, so they, he murders this man by smashing his face into the into the bars of his uh, prison cell. Um, and then Dario asks uh, if he's made himself clear, and they both say yes, sir. Yes, sir. As their faces are soaked in the blood of his of their uh, former former partner, as we cut to black. So, um, Jenny, what did you think of the uh, murder that we saw at the oh, end of the episode? Here? God, it was such a great murder. Um, <laughs> Dario is so fucking twisted, and he just loves his shit. He just smiles at the end of it, like. What the hell is in that cage, you guys? Because that shit was brutal as fuck. I love yeah. the blood. That was great. And I don't know. This this is a hell of an ending. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't tell at first if he was supposed to be like eating his face or if it was like smashing it. So <laughs> yeah. I wasn't really sure what happened at first, but um, I, I I I read a review of it and it seemed they seemed to think it was him smashing his uh, face into the bar. So, uh, but Jake, what did you think of the murder we uh, witnessed at the end? Of Either the way, he did. So he did. Yeah, I was, uh, he did. Yeah. Bye, baby. Yeah, it's a, my my <laughs> biggest thing was like. Um, I guess it was just like opening this up that this is a possibility in this, you know, you like I know we've seen people like we're talking about Mill dying, but that was more like a, you know, mystical like yeah. Lucha Aztec spirit death. This is like your face just got destroyed <laughs> and your brain exploded death. So it just like opens up that this is a possibility in this world they've created that people can be killed off, which is real interesting. We'll see how it goes. I mean, I guess it could go one of two ways. I mean, I've not really. I don't know if I've watched a wrestling show where people get killed off. So I'm open-minded to see like how this could manifest as we move forward. But I was definitely surprised. I don't know where to just see, <laughs> get like, <laughs> like well, you, Hey, remember I said I was going to sacrifice you while well, here. Legit. I'm sacrificing you. That was, that was a shoot brother. I, I love how they didn't hesitate for a second to turn on the guy that, that was added kind of <laughs> after the original two came in. So um, I, I, the only thing I would have wished is that they showed like a Mortal Kombat kind of thing where they like zoomed in on his like <laughs> uh, his skull, just like you know, just with blood all over it or whatever. But um, yeah, uh, that that, that would have been, been cool, the budget. Yeah, it might not have been the budget. Might have been a little too uh, X-rated to put on uh, TV too. So all um. right. <laughs> But uh, Jake, I'll stick with you. What did you think of the ep- the second episode we talked about? Yeah, this was a really good one. I mean, both of the top matches, you know, um, delivered. And uh, even Mundo, I mean, that match was fine, and it served a purpose. So this is probably up there. This is like in the eight range for me. This is in our top tier. I mean, you got two matches that delivered, and, I mean, that was pretty much the show. So tough to complain. Yeah, I got you. Uh, Jenny, what did you think? I did the eight and a half. Like this had this, the opposite of everything that happened in the previous uh, episode. Um, good cinematic stuff, decent Mundo and Aerostar match, two really fucking cool matches, and uh, a murder at the end. So it's pretty fucking good. I maybe I'll do the nine. Fuck it, nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nine I'm gonna for do- the murder. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it the bump to nine for the murder. Um, the, the two really good matches, of course. Um, but yeah, good cinematic scenes throughout. The opener was good for what it was. Uh, it wasn't, I don't think it was ever going to be anything spectacular just because uh, it was kind of Mundo getting over a new style. So, um, but yeah, the other two matches were absolutely incredible. So, um, yeah, just really great stuff uh, all around. So, uh, one of our best episodes I think we've watched uh, so far, for sure. Definitely. Um, we'll move to some awards. Um, match of the night, I would go with the death. I would go with the death match uh, at the end. So, Jenny, uh, what'd you think? Yeah, definitely. Death match. I got you. Uh, Jake, what would you give? Yeah, I had two four star matches, but I go with the death match too for significance. All right. Um, moment of the night. Jake, what would you go with on that one? Oh, man. <laughs> There's a lot. I mean, it's hard not to give it to um, and Helico with his drop kick yeah. off the top. But the roof, the roof is uh, mm. kind of a tie there. Both, <laughs> both uh, destructions of the office were are dumb. <laughs> through the office, off the top of the office. It's all great. Mm-hmm. Jenny, what would you give it to? I gotta go with the roof spot. Which one? <laughs> The, through, oh, the through, the, through the roof, through the through the roof. Okay. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Um, yeah, I, I have to go with the drop kick. Just, just so much went into that, but uh, yeah, the the power bomb through the roof was also uh, incredible and awesome. So, but I, I'll go with the drop kick just because I feel like that had to be timed and done so perfectly, and he he did it really well. So, um, but uh, favorite cinematic scene. I, I'd have to go with the murdering of Bale, obviously, yep. but um, uh, mm-hmm, Jenny, you would go with that as well. Yeah, I would. Mm-hmm. Jake, same. Yeah, honorable mention to the erotic thriller with Katrina. Oh, oh yeah. good point. Yeah, there were a lot of good cinematic scenes there, there I feel like. Mm-hmm. So, um, None involved Chavo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> none, none of the ones with Chavo, of course. Um, but uh, top three and MVP, um, Jenny, who would, you, who would be your top three and who would be your MVP out of those? Well, I gotta go. Well, if you had asked me on the other episode, it would have been a totally different answer. <laughs> um, because I'm going to go with Puma, Mill, and Phoenix. Was I thought they had the best performances of what we watched. Mill is obviously the MVP because of his hotness, uh, which is totally <laughs> valid in every way. Yeah, I totally get it. It's, 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 it's... That that's totally fine and, and a good opinion to have. Um, okay, Jake, Jake, uh, <laughs> Jake, what would you go with? Since I 100% agree with Jenny and have the exact same answers, I'm going to throw an LVP for Davari just so we remind him. <laughs> fucking okay, good idea. Um, yeah, uh, I, I will go. The only thing I'll do different, I'll do Mill, uh, Puma, but I'll, I'll throw a uh, Team Dysfunction in there because I think they still did pretty good in that uh, trios ladder mm. match. So. I thought they had a good performance, but uh, Mill obviously is the MVP because he is an absolute badass. Looked great in doing it, and uh, you know, just this whole, just the whole character thing. I mean, he had, like I said, he had the black pants, so he doesn't have like the goofy pinstripe <laughs> blue pants anymore. Uh, he, you know, he had the super dark mask that uh, just looked awesome. So his whole mm, presentation say more was, things about how he looked. Yeah, just. <laughs> He was so chiseled, and I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I loved how the putty man hung from his shoulder. Uh, <laughs> um, but you know, he just looked awesome. So, um, but we will move from awards to plugs. Uh, Jenny, what you got? 
So right here on North South Connection on every Wednesday, you will find one of my shows. Uh, it might be Talking Docs with my friend Logan and our friend Roger, where we talk about documentaries. Or it might be GC Dub, a game-changing podcast, where me and my co-host Matt Souza go over uh, GCW and what's going on in that world. And hell, it might be uh, an old episode of something that I've done before. I've been known to drop a throwback app every now and then. Um, but you can also find me on the Extreme Three Way Dance, going through ECW here on NOSA and um, you can find me across socials at Jenny Position did I kill the pod no but I can tell you all about the uh, tell you about uh, the Rooster Aggressive podcast here on North South Connection where uh, if you enjoyed talking about this murder you can hear me and Logan discuss uh, Kane (laughs) Lighting JR on fire in that famous episode of Raw from July of 2003. So be sure to check that out here on the North South Connection. Uh, I just realized I was muted. Uh, I gave I, Jenny, that's I, I gave I gave Jenny a lot of praise there. Uh, okay. I, I was saying that all of your shows are great and everybody should follow and check out all your stuff. Uh, oh, okay, Jake, you are also great, and uh, <laughs> everyone should check out your stuff because I'm on all your stuff. So <laughs> uh, I'm just playing. No, Jake is great. Jenny's great. So uh, definitely check out all the stuff that they got up there. Um, uh, they always put out good, good podcasting uh, uh, stuff, so uh, definitely check them all out. Um, but thank you for being with us, and we will see you next time we enter the temple. Yeah. Yeah.